Welcome to Sam's Business Growth Show, where I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be learning their story, how digital marketing has helped them along the way, and exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your own business. Hello and welcome to Sam's Business Growth Show. Um, this is the very, very first episode and I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by the social selling powerhouse that is Daniel Disney. Um, he's the author of the Amazon bestseller, The Million Pound LinkedIn Message. Um, he's generated over 25 million directly from LinkedIn leads. Um, his content is viewed by over 12 million salespeople every single month. He's trained over 1,000 salespeople um, he's the founder of The Daily Sales, which is, has over half a million subscribers. And I'm a personal lover of the memes and the regular sales content. Dan, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Sam, I appreciate the invite. And I'm honored to be the first guest on what I'm sure is going to be an amazing show. So thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to chat with you today. Fantastic. We've got a lot of ground to cover, Dan. Um, so we're going to um, start off, if we may, with um, kind of your background, um, kind of what's got you into to this business and kind of learn a bit more about your story, if, if we may, if you could kind of tell us where you grew up, how you got into kind of the sales business and how you kind of came up to growing your own business. Yeah, of course. Well, I think I'm one of those kids that kind of always had that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, tried many little businesses when I was young and always had this dream of, of running a business. Now, I think those ingredients then connected me quite well to a career in sales so as soon as I was 16 and went to get my first job um, ended up in a, in a you know entry-level sales role and fell in love with it very early on I think sales has a lot of aspects of running your own business you've got to go and find your own customers you've got to manage targets you know if you want to earn more then you can go out and you know sell more which you know for me worked really well um, so yeah across the years um, did a variety of sales roles climbing the, the sort of sales ladder and then around seven years ago um, started to use LinkedIn when it started to become quite a big part of B2B um, selling and that essentially is the sort of start of the journey that's led me to where I am now uh, running a, a sort of social media based business and helping salespeople and businesses learn how to leverage LinkedIn and I mean for me having been through this sort of journey, I mean, I started in traditional sales. I was out there knocking doors and making cold calls um, to sort of see the, the transition, both as a, a salesperson, but also as a consumer in, in how we communicate, the tools we use, the platforms we use. You know, for me, that is why LinkedIn and, and social media is so you know, important and valuable right now, because it is a big part of all our lives. Um, so yeah, from very sort of humble beginnings as an entry-level salesperson, working through that sort of corporate world, um, what I've noticed is, is how so much has changed in the tools that we use to sell. Definitely. No, that's, that's awesome, Dan. I'm, I know that you've kind of, you've, it sounds from kind of, I've, I've learned a lot of your stuff, I've read a lot of your stuff, um, I've seen a lot of kind of podcasts and videos that you've been on yourself, and I know you kind of started off, was it, was it Homebase or somewhere similar that you started working, you kind of went, worked your way up with sales jobs from there, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Homebase was my first job. Um, I actually joined or was hired on the checkouts, um, like most 16-year-olds were at the time. And after a few weeks of, of working there, the sales manager of the sort of the showroom, the kitchens, bathrooms um, approached me and, and sort of said, would you like to come and give this a try? And just 
gelled instantly to it. And it was one of those things that you kind of given a few days sales training, you know, you're taught how to design a kitchen, which is quite bizarre when you're 16 years old. But I just absolutely loved it, you know, going up and finding customers, getting to know them and, and helping them sort of transform something that was quite important to them was uh, amazing. But yeah, started off at home base and then, you know, climbed. I worked in kitchens and bathrooms for, for several years, got up to sort of sales manager and then moved into the sort of tech space um, uh, and ended up sort of selling tech training and software, uh, which kind of took me up till when I left the full time world um, just over two years ago now. Nice, 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 nice. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, after after kind of kind of you did you did your home base, you kind of worked into time kind of tech sales and things like that. Were you, were you a sales manager, or what was what was kind of your experience, and what were you doing exactly in the kind of roles after after home base? Yeah, so after I left the sort of retail um, arena, uh, I went in as a regional manager in the sort of tech space. So I was leading salespeople um, across the south region of the of the UK to sell tech products, tech training, um, and responsible for the hiring, for the training, for the development, for the progression, being targets, et cetera, uh, for that group of people. And did that uh, across a few companies, working myself up to head of sales, where I ran salespeople for the entire UK um, in, that, uh, in that arena, which I left uh, at the end of 2017. Brilliant. Okay. And would you say that's kind of helped you along the way, kind of giving you some of the tools to, to kind of um, start your own business in, in that sense? Yeah. So how? Yeah. I mean, obviously working in sales, you meet business owners. Um, and, and especially when I was selling in the B2B world, most of my customers, my team's customers were ultimately either senior decision makers, directors, or they were the business owners if we were selling to sort of small to medium businesses. So I've spent so much time getting to know and meet business owners. And, and one of the, biggest things I'm grateful for that I get to have. And one of the things I see in successful business owners is a confidence and ability to sell. I think sure. as a business owner, if it's, if you're an entrepreneur and you, you know, you work for yourself or if you run a, a business, having a understanding um, and a sort of at least some level of confidence in, in selling can go a long way. And it's, yeah, it's helped me massively in, um, you know, taking an idea and, being able to sort of build it up enough to go solo. I mean, to give you a bit of an insight, you know, I started the, the daily sales as kind of the catalyst for my um, going self-employed as such and starting a business. When I sort of set that up, I mean, I had two young kids at the time and, and a partner and, you know, had it been 10 years ago without those responsibilities, it would have been a lot easier for me to take more of a risk and, you know, quit a full-time job that was well-paid and company car and all that wonderful stuff. And, and you know start a business but I had a lot of responsibilities so before I could even really consider quitting my my job I had to make sure I had business ready to go I had an income source for at least a set period of time to offset some of that risk so I spent six months probably the most intense selling I've ever done in my entire <laughs> career trying to build at least 12 months worth of business so I knew from the day I went to the solo that at least for a year, I had enough income secure. Um, so that worst case, if it didn't pan out, that I'd have enough time to go and get another job. Um, but it just provided that security. So it was that knowledge and confidence in selling that allowed me to kind of do that and, and sort of take that leap. 
Amazing, amazing. Well, that's that's kind of all, all what this show's about, Dan. We want to kind of help business owners or people involved in business help learn to grow their business, help them kind of learn how they can utilize digital to help them along the way and um, kind of give them all these skills and tips from kind of experts just like yourself. So that's that's really cool to learn. Um, yeah, so in terms of, um, is was the daily sales kind of your first solo venture, Dan? Was that kind of your first kind of leap into, into your own business? Yeah, I guess it's what they call a side hustle. So I set this up while I was working um, full-time uh, as sales manager and eventually head of sales, which is challenging when, I mean, you know, my job was Monday to Friday, six in the morning till six, seven in the evening. Then it's home, you've got kids and other things to do. So this was really late evenings, weekends that I sort of um, invested in, in building this up. But yeah, it was, it was an idea. I mean, I've worked in sales, uh, you know, all my working career and it's the one thing I am really sadly passionate about and I enjoy. Oh, me too. <laughs> and what, what I realized after a couple of years of using LinkedIn was that there was some good sales content here and, and there, but there, there wasn't really a, a sort of set place you could go to to, to see it. So the, the concept behind the daily sales was to try and create a channel, a platform. Salespeople could go, they could follow, they could subscribe, and every day there would be good sales content that would come out that would you know, educate them, motivate them, entertain them. Um, and yeah, I mean, the sort of big light bulb happened. I was sat on my sofa uh, one evening, really the, all the ideas kind of came together, got a, well, I downloaded a logo creator app on my phone, <laughs> created the logo, the same logo that exists to this day, <laughs> created the logo, set up the social media pages across LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Spent about an hour building um, a website on Wix uh, free. And yeah, within a few hours, essentially, the business was up and running. And that was then, I guess, where the hard work really started because I had a totally unknown brand new brand. You know, I knew what the vision was, but I had to, to get it out there. And the key for me was content, sharing content every single day. And yeah, for the first year, that was graft. It was, you know, every day putting out new good engaging content um and from yeah day one to the end of the first year you know we accumulated a hundred thousand followers and amazing okay that was a big advantage as a, as a sort of a new business definitely definitely okay so um yeah i mean we're me and my all my colleagues are huge fans of the daily sales we're um constantly sharing sales memes across the day in uh, skype and uh, just cheering each other up and uh no we love it we love it um so what what kind of gave you the the idea to actually create it kind of were you just kind of messing around with memes one day and just kind of thought this this could catch on and is it something yeah like it's exactly that I, I was sort of at the time i mean this was sort of 2015 so you know memes were growing in their popularity they've become quite a cult type of thing now really where it's just you know they're everywhere but sort of back then they were starting to get quite heavy on facebook and i don't know one day i just kind of thought oh wouldn't it be funny if there was sales type meme i saw, saw these memes for different industries you know a couple of recruitment memes popped up and i just kind of thought you know it'd be funny to, to make one for sales for sort of a sales scenario and then the first one i did you might not be able to see on the camera it's the um the one from dumb and dumber where um he sort of says, so you're telling me there's a chance. And, and my instant sort of idea in the head was, it's like where a lot of salespeople, you know, the prospects will tell them, give me a call back in six months or nine months or a year. And there's always a few salespeople that are like, so you're telling me there's a chance. They think that's a good thing, not the, the sort of reality that they're just. Yeah. You. And, um, yeah it, what kind of struck me was I'd been writing a few blogs and sharing a few posts. And 
they did all right, maybe anything up to 100 likes, which was, which was good. I put that meme out and it got shy of a thousand likes, which was, was big. insane. And that's what made me kind of realize the different tones that people want to see on social media. And, you know, LinkedIn at that time, especially, even still now, is kind of seen as a stuffy professional social network. The reality is the users want a bit of light content. They want some entertainment. They want some humor alongside the professional stuff as well. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, yeah, you kind of started off, put these memes, kind of got some real good traction <laughs> on LinkedIn by the sound of it. One, one of those memes getting kind of 5,000 plus likes. And then um, I guess it kind of took off from there, really, because like you said, you, you, you did your, you carried on your previous stage of kind of six months or so, kind of building up an accumulation of customers and making sure you've got some revenue behind you to fund this new business. And then kind of it went from there. Did you, how, how did you manage to kind of monetize the business, Dan? How did you go about kind of getting, getting that side of things started? Yeah, it was one of the biggest challenges. Um, you know, with a social media type based business, you've got two options. You charge the, the user, the follower, the subscriber, which given how much free content's out there is a tricky model to go down. The alternative is to then look at capitalizing on helping companies reach the audience that you're generating. So I went down the sort of partnership advertising route and just looked for companies that were selling to salespeople because, you know, at the time that I really started to, to source advertisers, there are about 150,000 followers. So there's 150,000 salespeople there, any company selling to salespeople, whether it's a CRM, sales training, sales software, you know, that's a, a really juicy group of people and highly engaged because it's social media. It's not like someone, you know, um, watching a video or reading an, uh, an ebook, for example. This is social media, people are active. So the job for me was to go out and find as many sales companies that are selling to the salespeople and just present them this opportunity. Look, here's an audience. It'd be great to get you on board. But just to give you a bit of an insight, you know, there isn't many, if any other daily sales out there that are doing this. There's no sort of playbook for what do you charge? Uh, you know, <laughs> what do you offer? How do you, there was no guidebook to this whatsoever. So it really was uh, a sort of a learn as you go and learning a, a whole new, vertical i started to sell to marketing people uh, within those sales companies and you know that wasn't something that i knew at the time so learning their language their lingo and just sort of building something that was right for them excellent 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 okay so in terms of kind of how you found kind of the customers for your business um was a lot of it kind of graft in the sense that you had to do cold outreach, the cold calling, cold email, things like that, reaching out on LinkedIn, or did some of it kind of come inbound through your, through the content that you were putting out? So the LinkedIn was kind of paying for itself, that kind of thing. Was it a mixture? Or? I would have loved if there was a lot of uh, inbound and you would have thought it's one of the assumptions people make 150,000 followers at the time. Surely you must have people coming to you. Zero of it was inbound. Everything oh. I had to go out and generate. And it wasn't even, one of those easy ones where you go up to a company and you say, look, I've got 150,000, you know, salespeople following the page. And they're like, great, we want to do it. It was a hard sell because, you know, at the time, and it's still the case, companies are used to spending their marketing budget, going to trade shows, having stands, um, you know, putting money into a social media audience is still unknown, was a lot more unknown back then. So yeah, it was all outbound. Um, and I live and breathe what I am very passionate about, which is social selling. Everything I did was done through social media. It wasn't through cold calling or traditional 
yeah, I used the phone when sort of warm meetings were booked, but certainly weren't cold dialing like I had done for sort of a lot of my career. It was all done through going onto LinkedIn, looking for companies that are selling to salespeople, finding people in the marketing department, connecting with them, sending messages, um, trying to open a door where we can have a conversation, whether that's via email, LinkedIn Messenger, or a Skype call. Um, having those conversations, talking about the opportunities and kind of, you know, what options were there, and then working to build those relationships up to a point where they're ready to commit. And then, the, you know, the next challenge is obviously delivering on what you're promising and then building on those relationships. And, you know, a lot of the partners that I had from, from day one are still partners now. Amazing. Okay. Well, that's, that's really good to know. And that's kind of useful advice for anyone kind of starting their own business on how effective social can actually be. Um, going, I don't want to take too much of you turn. I don't want to kind of spin the old calling, cold calling versus social selling out, out in this podcast. But what I do want to talk about is there's a lot of debate, especially on LinkedIn, where kind of people are saying, put out the content, like on people's posts, comment on people's posts, and you'll get the inbound leads. Now, personally, I do a bit of everything. I do some cold calling. I do a lot of LinkedIn outreach. I put out a lot of content. I try and give value where I can. Um, but do you think one thing's better than the other? And when I say one thing, I mean kind of doing your own posts, commenting on people's posts, et cetera, or DMing decision makers, for example, offering them value and getting leads that way. Which is best? Is it both? What should people be doing as a business owner? So there is, there is no best anymore and it would be easy it would be great to go and say yeah just do this one thing and you'll win that's not the case anymore we live in this kind of modern time where everyone's using different things as a salesperson as an entrepreneur as a business you know if you want to effectively reach your, your sort of audience your prospects and your customers you're going to need to use lots of different tools there is no one to go to anymore it's not like 10, 15 years ago where, you know, the best way you could get hold of people was through the phone because that was the only way that, you know, you could really communicate with them. Now you've got phone, email, social media, text, video, you know, and people are using all of these, you know, regularly. So my advice is don't look for which one is best. Look to be leveraging each of them as much as you can. Make cold calls because there are people out there that are only going to respond to you if you pick up the phone and call them. Connect with them on LinkedIn. There are people that are more likely to engage with you if you send them a LinkedIn message or you do LinkedIn properly. Do content. You know, start to look at leveraging video. These are the kind of platforms you want to be uh, using as effectively as possible. But the key is, and you kind of mentioned this, you know, it's about doing it right. A lot of salespeople, entrepreneurs, they look at these platforms and they look at sales in perhaps the wrong way where it's, right, I'm just going to pitch my product. I'm going to spray and pound. I'm going to make as many calls as I can. I'm going to send as many messages as I can. And from experience, I want to scrap that mentality using these tools. All of them work best when you just go out to help people, just go out and talk to people, see what challenges they have. And if you can help them with your product or service, great, then you've got an opportunity. But that kind of, trying to sell to everyone is a really tough approach to, to sort of make successful in 2020 and beyond. You really want to just strip it back and, and kind of have authentic conversations. That's what works on LinkedIn. That's what works on the phone. That's what works through content. It's not about trying to sell something. It's about trying to help people give first, give value. Um, that's what I found and seen others find to be most effective. 
Awesome. And I think that's really sound advice, Dan. And I've certainly learned a lot over the kind of last few years, especially from your content. And I'm also a big believer in kind of utilizing all the channels, but not just all the channels, kind of the channels where your actual ideal customer is going to be on, because there's no point kind of tapping into something, whether that's LinkedIn, whether that's paid ads, whether that's search engine optimization, whatever it may be, do it, but do it if your customers are there. Um, that's that's ex- the first question you need to ask is where are my customers? What are they using? You know, are they on the phone? Chances are yes. Are they using email? Chances are yes. Are they using social media? Chances are yes. But which ones are they using? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on Twitter? Are they on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? Are they on all of them? You know, it, you as a salesperson, as a business, you are defined by your customers. Find where they are. Find which ponds they're in, and they're the ponds you want to fish in. Amazing. Okay. Well, that's that's really useful for everyone listening and everyone watching. Um, cool. So kind of going back to your own business, um, kind of what would you say were your kind of biggest highs so far um, and your biggest lows? Ooh, good question. Um, do you know what? My, my biggest high is the fact that I am running a business that I've created. I, I don't, I'm, I hope other entrepreneurs will kind of, you know, relate to this, but to have kind of built something from scratch and, and turned it into a sort of growing business for me is just the biggest high. It's something I've wanted to do since as early as I can physically remember, you know, I've wanted to be doing this and, and to be in that position now is, you know, I'm very humble and grateful for that. So that's my biggest high from a sort of a business perspective, seeing my brand on people's walls, uh, in offices all around the world, people messaging me from different countries, you know, being grateful for the content, for, for the blogs I write, for the memes I make, you know, stuff like that is is unreal and two years ago i went to the besmer awards the british excellence in sales management awards in london Um, jimmy carr was was the sort of host and you know i actually got to sponsor one of the awards and to see the daily sales up on stage you know massive moments like that you know definitely uh are big highs um a, a low point i guess one of the biggest challenges in working for yourself um and i'm hoping people that work for themselves and work from kind of home officers will appreciate is, you know, I miss working with people every day. That's probably one of the biggest things I miss. I'm, let's say it's a low point, you know, I get to go out and speak in front of big audiences and I go to a lot of events. So I do get to see people, but I do miss that office environment, going in, leading a team, working with a big group of people. That energy is, 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 is you know, you do kind of miss that, but you know, I get to find it in, in other ways, but that's probably one of the biggest challenges. Amazing, amazing. And it sounds like you've traveled around the globe a bit, Dan, in kind of your, your sales training adventures um, and talks and, and kind of keynotes that you've done. Is that right? Yeah, I've done a lot over Europe um, sort of for the first year. And then uh, towards the tail end of last year, I did my first US um, speaking gig in Detroit, which was amazing. Um, and actually, uh, next Monday, I'm flying off to the Philippines to sort of kickstart this year, um, speaking and training a, a company over there. Um, and more exciting trips in the in the pipeline for this year so i personally enjoy traveling it's an amazing opportunity to get to see different parts of the world and, and to take the things that i'm passionate about and, and help you know my passion is to help people and to get to help them in, in different parts is, is amazing oh, i think that's what sales is all about isn't it i mean obviously you can make good money selling and as a business owner you need to kind of be able to sell or you need the staff to be able to kind of bring in the revenue and um 
the end of the day if you can help people along the journey then it's it's going to grow their business it's going to grow yours yeah. well sales should be a win-win you know a, a sale should be a win for the customer you're helping them with your product or service they should be getting great value and and a great benefit from that and then you benefit from getting the revenue which is obviously what you know you as a salesperson live from or you as a business lives from it should always 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 be a win-win the biggest misconception in sales and you know why people don't trust or are scared of salespeople is because they think that they're just out to sell them something that they don't want or need. And there are unfortunately bad salespeople that do that, but take that away. Real salespeople, good sales professionals, good businesses, they're out there helping. They're out there providing something of value. And that for me is why sales is great or it should be great. Exactly. And I agree. I, I personally, I wouldn't want to be kind of working for a business where I didn't believe the product could actually help people. And I'm sure you're much the same, Dan. Um, I don't think it's got any longevity in it. Um, so if, if you're kind of offering a product that's a kind of um, quick, quick win or it's kind of a waste of time or it's kind of high, high pricing and not really offering value, then it's, it's not going to have any legs in it, let's say. No. Cool. Okay. So um, I think we've, we've kind of touched on this, but um, one of our questions is how, how has digital marketing kind of helped your journey and your business grow? Um, we've touched on it a bit. But I think it's kind of linked in, I guess. Yeah, I mean, social media, digital marketing has been the, the lifeblood of, of, of the business. And I guess, you know, I ultimately have three sort of businesses. The daily sales is its own business. You know, the revenue um, comes from, from the advertising um, packages. Then I have sort of me split into two. So there's Daniel Disney, LinkedIn, social selling trainer. And okay. companies put me to deliver a sort of one day, two day masterclass. Then I have sort of Dan Disney as as speaker and, you know, I get booked to, to speak at events. And so social media is the lifeblood of all three of those businesses in finding, uh, generating, um, winning and maintaining relationships with these people. So, yes, digital marketing is is a massive part for, for, for most businesses and industries now. There's there are very few industries that aren't, you know, active um, on social media so you know for me it's been a massive uh, advantage and it's what helped me a build a business whilst working full time it's what helped me generate the customers to then you know take it on and it's what's helped me grow consistently you know sort of since the start I guess just to throw some top tips for anyone who's watching and or everyone who's watching and listening on in this is where possible give as much value as you can I, I refer to it as the 80 20 split a lot of companies salespeople and businesses 80% of the content they share on social media to the digital platforms isn't valuable to the audience it's just self promotional advertising stuff here's our latest offers here's our new testimonial here's our case studies it's all me 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 kind of stuff and it doesn't drive engagement it's unlikely to drive business or any great results you want to flip it around so 80% of what you share is valuable to your audience here's some industry insights here's some top tips Here's some experiences, things that are going to be interesting and valuable to them. Then you earn the opportunity that 20% of what you share can be about you and your products. You'll generate more from it because you've given first. And that's probably my biggest lesson in the sort of social digital space. That's brilliant, Dan. 80-20 rule, I love it. Um, and I was just going to ask, actually, really, for any business that's kind of dabbling in kind of social media marketing, social selling, um, what would be the best way to either get started or to kind of up their efforts? Um, would you say that's kind of the rule? Go for the 80-20, give, 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 and then ask. 
definitely go for the 80 20 so just try and give more value in your content try and and you know educate provide insights or entertain your audience in a nice balanced variety on a consistent basis um, the other top tip i would really push is your personal brand um, yes people buy from businesses obviously but we live in this age now where people are buying from people at a much more heightened level so whether you are the business owner whether you are the salesperson whatever role you have in the business, you have an opportunity to build and leverage a personal brand where you get to share people in your journey and what you're doing. And people then buy into you, which will result in them buying into your company. Um, same principle with this sort of 80-20 split, the content you share is valuable, but you start to put your real own personal tone, you share your stories, your experiences, your knowledge, um, and people will start to to sort of follow that and that's a very powerful thing to do i guess the way i like to highlight this is ultimately i'm just an individual man who lives in portsmouth in the uk in the south of the uk yet over the last few years have been able to build a business brand and a personal brand that's known across the world i have customers all around the world i'm just a single individual from the south of the uk but the power of social media and, and personal branding is i guess unlimited really Definitely. I didn't actually realise you were that close to us, Dan. We're only in Somerset, Yeovil, so we're, we're like half an hour away. It's amazing. We will arrange a beer very soon, Sam. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. I'll be up for it. Um, okay, cool. So, kind of personal branding. Um, for those listening or watching that aren't kind of experienced or don't quite understand what that means, how can someone get started on kind of setting up their own personal brand? Do they do it on LinkedIn? Do they do it on Facebook? Or what's, what's the process of that? It's a good question. It's, it's funny because I'm, I'm writing my second book at the moment and I'm just sort of covering the, the personal branding section. And it is one of those words that you see thrown around everywhere. Everyone's talking about personal brands, but it's kind of hard to really take any substance from that and know what it is. The way I kind of like to put it is uh, with health and fitness, they say you are what you eat. If you eat rubbish food, ultimately your body is going to be operating in a sort of subpar way compared to if you filled it with healthy food. Well, in social media and personal branding space, you are what you create, like, comment, share. Everything you do on social media feeds that personal brand, that reputation that you have, that digital footprint. So the best place to start, and it is really, really simple, is just to start sharing content, creating your own content uh, on a daily basis. I've seen people come out of nowhere and within just several weeks start to build a following and a personal brand because they simply share content. I'll give you a really quick example. One of the sort of easiest examples I can give of this, there was a, a sales trainer a couple of years back, zero digital presence, minimal amount of connections to followers. All they did and all they have done pretty much since is share a, a post, write a post, you know, took them five, 10 minutes max every day, 8 a.m., Monday to Friday. That's all they did. And after a few weeks, it got more and more traction. And as the years have gone on, they've generated about, I think it's 20,000 followers they're on now, globally known personal brand, you wow. know, really uh, strong reputation in the industry. And all and that's the only thing they've done. Bear in mind, there's tons of other things you can do. All they did was that one thing, 8 a.m., one post, Monday to Friday, consistently. And that's what they were able to build. And, I, you know, they were able to generate so much business from that yeah. one post every day. So that's probably one of the best places you can start. I may know who that be, who that might you be. You probably do. You probably do. I try to, you know, I don't like to <laughs> yeah, point yeah, I don't, directly. I don't want to, we'll, we'll leave that for now. I think he might be on the show actually in, in weeks to come. So um, that'd be cool. We'll leave that for then. We'll keep the, keep the viewers and listeners on edge. 
Um, no, that's cool. That's just just saying kind of uh, to touch on that kind of regular content putting out is should, should we be putting out a LinkedIn post daily? Is that what you're saying, Dan? Kind of? Yeah. And again, go where your customers are. If it's Facebook, Instagram or Twitter, again, it's just be there every single day. I mean, the timing isn't specific. It doesn't have to be 8 a.m. Find what works best for you. You know, social media is 24-7 now. There is very minimal times that do better than others because people are just on it consistently. I could post something at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 10 p.m. Generally, the numbers are pretty consistent, but just find some sort of pattern. The most important part is to be present every single day. So every day, your name is, is, is propping up. Um, every day, people are getting value from you. and yeah, it builds. Excellent. Okay. So kind of getting your name out there using that 80, 20 wall, building up your kind of digital footprint, your personal brand doesn't necessarily matter what channel it's on. As long as your customers or your prospective customers are on there and kind of getting out some quality content. Cool. Um, okay. No, that's, that's awesome. So Dan, I think we may know the answer, but what is your favorite digital marketing channel? Ah, yes, it's LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure you were going to go to that that one. Uh, it is is LinkedIn, and and for me, um, you know, I've gelled very naturally to LinkedIn as a platform. Uh, as someone who I'm very professionally passionate, for me, that's the sort of go-to platform. Facebook is very good on a much more personal level. Facebook is about real raw stories. You know, you really open up to deep personal type stuff, and that's kind of one of the most successful ways to leverage Facebook as a business or a brand. Um, Twitter is probably a lot more intellectual when you look at it, a lot more short, fast paced and snappy kind of stuff. We tend to get a lot of, yeah, more intellectual industries on there, um, you know, intellectual type decision makers. And then Instagram is obviously more of images and, and vanity as such. So for me, LinkedIn is A, where I've gelled to as a person, but also where a lot of my audience is in the sort of B2B space. So it's kind of been a yeah, natural pairing. Okay. And kind of putting kind of digital marketing to one side, is there any advice that you'd give to anyone that actually wants to start a, a new business or has just started a new business? Any kind of specific tips or tricks that you'd say that this is what I'd recommend or I learned the hard way on this? Yeah. I mean, one of the first things to do is just make sure you are super passionate about whatever it is you want to do. Um, <laughs> as someone who's always wanted a business, I have come up with so many ideas. And I think if you were to ask my partner, she would um, tell you with quite a stern face how many ideas I have had over the years. Um, you know, and it's, you know, by the fact that they don't really turn into anything because you don't have that, the right amount of, of passion to kind of see them through. So, whatever it is you are going to sell, whether it's a product or service, make sure you are driven. You need to have a raging fire burning within that, that you know, you want to, to push that product. And that's what kind of helped me when the daily sales kind of came to fruition and when eventually as a speaker and a trainer, for me, I mean, it is a roaring passion I have to help salespeople with, with content, to train people on LinkedIn. And that's what helps me push through all of the challenges that are going to come. And it's the same in sales. If you've got salespeople, you want to make sure you inspire that raging passion within them for your product so that they are able to push through all of the challenges that they're going to have that would be the, the sort of first top tip the other tip is to adapt and that's something that's helped me as a salesperson and as a, as a business owner adapt to the people you talk to adapt to the changes in the industry the changes in technology um, adapt to your customers and your prospects 
you know, you need to be very versatile. Um, it's very hard to be sort of stubborn, stuck in your ways and successfully grow a business or be successful in sales. Amazing. Okay. It's kind of passion for, for what you're doing and belief in kind of the product or service you offer and the ability to adapt as things change, as things move on and things like that. Um, I can certainly relate to the passion side of things. I mean, I, I love digital marketing. I've been kind of selling websites, online marketing, SEO apps for years and years and years. My cousin got me into it and I've been hooked ever since. I've tried working in a call center, kind of selling ink cartridges and stuff over the phone, but it just doesn't do it. You've got to believe in it. hundred percent, hundred percent. You've got to believe in it. And you know that better than anyone. Right, is if, if you've got to get someone to buy from you, you need to inspire them that they trust you, that they want what you're selling. And the only way you're ever going to stand a chance of doing that is if you genuinely believe in yourself. When I look at, I mean, I've led sales teams of up to about 300 people. And when I look at the people that struggle the most in, in sales roles, it's the ones that don't fully believe in what you sell. I did, literally did a post sort of along these lines this morning in terms of the difference between making excuses or finding a way. And it's, the salespeople that find excuses, you know, they often don't have that confidence in what they're selling. So, of course, it's going to be too expensive. If you think it's too expensive, then, you know, you're not going to be able to convince the customer that it's not too expensive. But if you believe it's good value for money, you have a greater chance of, of, you know, expressing that to them. So, yeah, you have to believe first. Um, it's key. 100%. Okay, we've actually got a, um, we had a question from someone on LinkedIn for you, Dan. Um, so it's Shaman Riley has asked, with an overload of social selling platforms, where can you start? Interesting. Um, overload of social selling platforms. I'm not sure if they're talking about social networks or sort of tools to use, That's... but again, sort of flipping back to what we've already spoke about, you want to find where your customers are. Spend an hour or so just researching. Just look at, you know, go through your current customers, go through your prospects. And just look on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, look at where they're present, where they're active, what they're using it for. You know, you might have customers that are on Facebook, but they may be using it personally, not professionally. So just look at where they are, then, you know, where there are starting to be stronger numbers. That's where you want to kind of put your focus and, and time into it. Um, there are lots of tools out there, not as many in the social selling space yet, but there are tools out there. Again, look at the ones that are going to help you the most. I personally tend to try things first. So where there are free platforms and things, if I can see that they work first, then if it's going to go somewhere, I will start to invest money into it. But always try before you buy. I see a lot of businesses, especially um, struggle with that. They'll sort of try and throw money at everything, thinking that that's going to kind of be the you know, the key to success. And I see it on LinkedIn as well. People will start to upgrade their accounts and they'll pay their 60 pounds a month for sales navigator or premium accounts because they think by doing that, they're going to generate lots of business and they don't fully appreciate the work you need to put in to do it. So yeah, that's probably, I guess, where I've kind of learned over the years, but find where your customers are. If you're looking through this crowded space and looking at all these social networks and platforms, just look at what your customers are using. Excellent. Now that's sound advice. And Kind of going back to kind of companies kind of upgrading to LinkedIn Premium, LinkedIn Sales Navigator. I, I agree. I mean, you've got the 30 day trials there for a reason. So you can test it out with your sales guys, see what works, see what doesn't. On that note, are there any tools kind of free or paid, Dan, that we should be checking out when it comes to social marketing, social sales? Yeah, one of the best tools that has been a huge catalyst for, for you know, the success and growth I've had is auto scheduling tools. 
So I started off using Hootsuite. I now use Buffer just because of the scale of, of what I'm doing. Um, but essentially what they do is allow you to schedule content ahead of time. So, you know, I actually spent a fair bit of time this morning scheduling sort of partner posts and, and content for the next couple of weeks. So it's all scheduled there in advance. So at that day and time, content goes out, which then frees me up to do the other parts of the businesses that I, that I run. So most of them offer free accounts and usually um, up to three social media networks. And they usually give you a set amount of shares in advance that you can schedule in the beginning stages. That usually is more than enough. And then as you start to build a, a, build a business and, and a following and an audience and the demands increase, you know, they're not massively expensive either. I think Buffer cost me £10 um, a month and, and that allows me pretty big um, scope to, to schedule in advance and across whole multitude of excellent right dan i'm aware we're getting near time but i've still got a few kind of questions i want to pick your brains on um especially when it comes to social media marketing and social selling um one thing i do want to ask now when it comes to kind of putting out content putting out posts um either on your personal brand or for your company pages should we be focusing on text only content because i'm aware that that seems to sometimes get a better reach or should we do some video based content because i've seen especially on my own feed that my videos tend to get quite a lot less views does that matter does it not very very good question probably the best question i think i've ever been asked on the podcast <laughs> that's really good and you are 100% spot on there's kind of an important message in it text-based content is the best performing content on linkedin right now there are too many people trying to suggest that video is better content unfortunately it's not from both a, a engagement point of view and even an roi point of view and, and i speak that from my own experience and also working with a lot of salespeople and businesses um text base is the best right now but linkedin is trying really hard to push video as much as they can so my recommendation kind of you know alluded to it there is is to use both so i would probably lean slightly more heavier on the text-based. So maybe three or four posts a week you do are, are text-based sort of statuses and updates. And then maybe once or twice a week, you might want to then put out a video um, as well. So it kind of sits in a nice balanced variety. Um, the variety is key and it always has been key. You, I see a lot of people that just try and do one form and they might get a little bit of traction, but they soon lose it because it's just the same thing over and over. Um, variety has been key for me. And, you know, over the many years of using LinkedIn, have a mixture of text-based, image-based, video-based. Meme-based. Like that variety. Huh? A few memes here and there. A few memes here and there. Hey, if it's applicable and it works for your audience and the tone is right, um, 100%, you know, you don't have to convince me to share memes. I think they will work great. But they're not for everyone. So always like careful amazing so kind of spice it up don't just stick to text don't stick to images don't stick to video try and do the majority of text-based posts it sounds like but add a few kind of videos and images here and there it's kind of absolutely it just helps in enhance the brand that you're building and the key thing with social is to let people into your world it's like opening the curtains letting people into what you're doing and text is a great way of doing that to tell stories images is great to show what, where you are what you're doing your environment videos are even better because you they get to see you and your energy and your body language all these things are sort of layers that people build up in getting to know you and build those important sort of values of trust and, and things like that and respect that will ultimately be crucial in whether they buy from you amazing okay um we're getting close to the end dan what is the what's the one thing that any business should be doing today or at least starting today that's going to benefit their business in terms of uh, use linkedin 
start today start using when i say usually it's in use it right to start to, to leverage it in the proper way try and switch off that autopilot we all have this autopilot where we think i'm going to use linkedin so i'm just going to start you know posting all my company blogs from the website and i think you know that's autopilot basically that's what's right switch that off just start to consume content try and look at it from a consumer point of view put yourself in your customers shoes and as we've already kind of covered in this start to give value you're going to do one thing use linkedin every single day share a piece of content whether it's text image or video and make the majority of those posts, at least 80%. If you can, 90%. If you get 95% at the start, the more you give, the more you will get back. And as you start to build more momentum, you can start to, you know, get, you know, ask for a little bit more back. But at the start, the more you give, the quicker you'll kind of accelerate that growth. So just share content every single day. Um, one post a day is more than enough. You start to post more than that, it can start to overwhelm one post of value to your audience and start to let people into your world share your stories your knowledge your experiences what you're doing let people see and get to know you and then leverage it to build on those relationships and turn those relationships into valued customers fantastic amazing okay dan um final question that i'm going to ask everyone that comes on this show and it's going to be um if you could thank just one person either living or not living um who's had a positive influence on you and your career and your life who would that be and why um yeah it's a, an easy one for me so i would thank my my uncle al i i mention it in uh, in in the book um he was kind of instrumental in me kind of going into sales and he was the one who kind of taught me a lot of the core sales lessons that um helped me kind of excel throughout my sales career grow uh fortunately he passed away just a year before i, I ventured into the linkedin world and started the daily sales and did all of this and there is no one I would want more right now to be able to see some of the cool stuff I get to do now. Um, but he was instrumental in me getting into sales and getting it right. He was the person who taught me about helping people, about listening, about you know being authentic and honest and real and all those core lessons that helped sculpt me when I was young and you know a lot more arrogant and ego-driven. Uh, he kept me grounded and kind of sculpted me into what. I certainly believe sales should be. Um, so yes, he is the person that I would thank. Excellent. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you've been listening to Sam's Business Growth Show, where we interview business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We found out their story, found out how they've grown with digital. And the show is sponsored by webchoiceuk.com, a results-driven digital marketing, web development, app development company. Um, Dan, before we go... Um, how can people find you? Um, what service can you offer to people? How can you help people? Um, let's hear it. Uh, yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn, but I'm on all sorts of channels. Just search for Daniel Disney. It's a pretty unique name. Um, my website's danieldisney.net. Obviously, there's the daily sales as well. Look for those sort of pages. Um, the core services I offer, if you've got a sales team or a business, you want to learn how to leverage LinkedIn to its full potential, I'm here to help. Uh, or if you're looking for a speaker to come on stage, then I'm certainly keen to, to get on and sort of spread those uh, those messages so you'll find me on any of those channels uh, connect get in touch and if there's anything i can do to help please do let me know amazing thank you dan we'll speak again soon i'm sure awesome sam thank you for having me cheers man